Welcome to the Trades Podcast, a podcast about the business of home improvement and promoting the trades to young adults. In this podcast, we talk with business owners, educators, and professionals about the benefits, skills, and related experiences of the home improvement business. Tips to help you with being successful from entry into the trades or established business owners. In this podcast, we hope to influence some young adults that the trades as a career is a great option leading to full and prosperous life. I'm Danny Torres, an MC, DJ, and podcaster, inspiring young adults by shining light onto career opportunities in our world today. And I'm Jeff Mudd, home improvement contractor, writer of the Millionaire Carpenter series, and podcaster. Stay tuned to 15 to 20 minutes of insightful tips. All right, Jeff Mudd here with the Trades Podcast. We are in the field, Tucson, Arizona. No, it is not hot. It is extremely hot, but we're surviving to have a good time. Got to do a little tour of Ideal Institute with Clay Abernathy. And we are now going to dive in a little deeper to how this school works. Clay, why don't you start off telling us a little bit about uh, the training center, Ideal Institute, and how you got started. Sounds great. Well, I appreciate you coming out and, and visiting us and, and talking about our school. We think it's fantastic, uh, the best thing that is. And um, uh, it is a, a trade school where we tr- we're training the next generation of craftsmen, and we do that by building tiny homes and modular homes over and over and over again. So a class of 10 to 15 students will build 25 modules or 25 tiny homes in six months. We do it by allowing them to do it debt-free and when they when they get done they end up with uh, two thousand dollars worth of tools um, after six months so no no cost to them except for a registration fee to make sure that they have some skin in the game and in the next five years our goal is to get 122 million dollars worth of tools in the next generation that's incredible numbers right there the uh, um, the way you set up the skin in the game for the students I thought that was a great balance between you know if you're interested, it's going to cost you a little bit to play to learn, but what they come out of that with is the the chance to move into a decent paying, if not a high paying uh, career, um, some great self-esteem. I could see that in some of the students walking around earlier today, and debt-free, no no student loan debt. That's incredible, Clay. That's correct. You, you want to start a generation off right by not having to worry about debt. Um, we teach them about finances and how to do it right, you know, create income, make that income work for you. And, uh, and, and in the next three to five years, New Trades is already 20% higher pay than any other industry um, across the board. Um, but in the next three to five years, it's, it's going to be much higher than that. Yeah, absolutely. So I, uh, my purpose in the Trades podcast is learning more about the trades, how to get into it, the training centers that are up, out there, opportunities. And in the learning process that I took on, I've learned, one, you're not going to outsource this. Right. There, there's no way you're outsourcing the, the skills to have a technician come to your house and fix it. Right. You're, you're not uh, rebuilding uh, existing buildings with robotics. Yeah. So th- there's definitely room for uh, uh, growth in technology but it's still a hands-on job that takes somebody with some skills and passion and experience and training to complete the job for you. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, 100%. In fact, who builds the robots? 
<laughs> people that have been trained, right? Not necessarily a college education, and that's one thing of the trades podcast. We are not uh, slamming college education. We, this country needs high-end college-educated people to do a lot of different things in this country. Yes, um, but if you don't know what you're going to do when you're graduating high school, wouldn't it be a lot better to come out with a short training program, using your hands, get some self-esteem. Um, have do your 40 hours or a little bit of overtime and you're earning some money buying some toys living your life and when you really figure out what you want to do right then you can go back to college and you'll actually learn better there's studies out there that show people in their mid-20s to early 30s learn the best well there's actually a, a scientific reason for that is that um if you don't have anything to associate information to when you're when you're doing it either visually, verbally, um, then you don't retain it. It doesn't it doesn't get into your long term memory. So after you've had experiences that, that you've either and there's three things, taste, touch, and smell, those go automatically into your long term memory. So without a lot of those experiences of taste, touch, and smell, the classroom time doesn't actually do anything for you. So the reason that those studies that you're bringing up yeah. are better or why people do better in their in their 20s because they've gone out, tasted, touched, and smelled. Experienced things in Experienced life. things. So now you can actually do the visual and the verbal, the reading and writing, and then it, then it actually takes. And that's why our school is so important is we're creating a basis of learning. We're not just teaching the trades. We're teaching a basis of learning. So if you want to be a better doctor, you want to be a better lawyer, everyone should go through our program, not just because they, we need tradespeople. They'll probably make more money if they go into the trades anyways. But um, for that basis of learning, also, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that I was lucky enough to experience in junior high and into high school was shop class. Got to build things, right? You know, what I learned in shop class did not uh, prepare me for a job as a carpenter or home improvements, but it gave me a basis for how to learn, right? So, and, you're and, absolutely right. And and the college degree isn't what it used to be. Um, it, it used to be because we were doing things at home more, we were fixing our own homes, but we in this next generation, we, we've had the ability to not have to do that. And so a college degree um, becomes a little bit more difficult because we don't have those uh, ta tactile things that we've learned to associate a classroom style too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you bring up a, a small point there about we don't fix things anymore. It's easier to go down to the box store and right. buy a replacement then figure out how to fix it and use your mind and uh, little resources. I always thought my dad was nuts fixing that washing machine over and over and over, you know. But now that I've grown up, I understand why a lot more. That's exactly right. And, yeah. and, and it's important that we do that with our kids and, and, and the next generation. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what we're doing. We're, we're bringing that back. And we found a very neat way to do it um, that is enticing to all generations. I mean, that's the cool thing about our schools. We've got a 16-year-old uh, a guy in there, a 17-year-old uh, single mom, and we got a 70-year-old, 79-year-old man in our class. That's incredible. It really is. Yeah, walking uh, through the building today, um, the the I guess the ambiance or the air of the students in there was very upbeat. You know. Uh, if it wasn't a safety issue, I'm sure the the high fives would have been a little bit better with a, you know. But when you got a hammer in your hand or tools in your hand, not 
quite as safe. I, I try to get as many as I can. Still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but speaking of safety, what how does the safety program work into your school? Yeah. So uh, when they first come, we do something probably not as safe as it could be. I, I didn't tell you this, but um, so the day one we get them we get them building. So you saw those benches throughout the school. I did. On day one, that those are built by our students. Uh, we blindfold one. Um, and then we, we mute one, and then we uh, put uh, earmuffs so they can't hear. So they're uh, partners of three, and they build those benches while they're missing one of their senses. And then we rotate so they know what it's like to be blind and what, what it's like to be deaf and what it's like to be mute while building. And what they learn is that, excuse me, that some people, even though they can see, really can't see. And what it's like to communicate differently after that. So then after that, we introduce our safety program too, um, be- before we do kind of the crazy thing. Awesome. So that is a, a team building exercise that's totally in line with what the school does. Correct. And then, and then we, we do uh, two full days of OSHA training um, and they get their cards, their OSHA cards, it's an OSHA 10 card. And then uh, by day four, um, they start building the module for very first one, laying out and squaring it out and getting the... The glue lambs laid out for the uh, for the foundation. And yeah, one of the things you talked about when we were walking around was how close all the modules are together, and you're trying to um, make that real life for them. That tell me a little bit more about that. So uh, you've got different kinds of memory, but uh, it's your spatial memory, your cycles, your brain that you were in. And so yeah. and you're like, what, what, you know, I'm getting old is what we normally say. I'm so old. I, I, yeah, what did I come in here for? Yeah, I can't even remember. It's actually healthy. Uh, uh, memory and so what we do is we we create a basis that makes their brain or makes your brain change every time you go around a corner so we keep the the modules close together in in return what that does is that that helps their brain continually work on new ideas and we do that for safety also Uh, you don't want to get to a job site and not know what it's like to to turn a quarter corner with a you know a twenty foot beam, you know you want to be paying attention to those things. We really make it fairly difficult for the students in the school because we want them to get out in the real world and go. Well, this is much easier than it was in school. Yeah, the uh, the real life experience sometimes turns out to be a little, lot easier than what you learned. Right. Um, but they're prepared for the hard ones that pop up for them. Correct. Yeah, so we, 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 we teach the highest standard possible in the school on every aspect. So when our builds come out, they're, they're higher standard than what most people are doing out there because we want them to know this is the top. After there, whatever, whoever you work for, you, know, you, you go with what they tell you, but this is the way that, uh, that we do it here. So walking through, I, I started with my fingers, and you didn't catch this, but I lost count. How many trades do you think a student is exposed to in your six-month training program? Um, so, it, you know, it, it, we, we also have finance and accounting in there and scheduling and, and uh, you know, windows, doors. They're actually right behind you, so I'm actually going to just read them off. Framing, uh, a, a general construction, plumbing, electrical, roof. We do welding. Uh, we do finishing touches, floors, architects, and drafting, windows and doors, financing, accounting, scheduling. And we're also uh, looking at introducing solar into the program, too. So, oh, fantastic. Uh, o- over 10 to 13 um, trades in all of it. Yeah. And I, th- I think I asked you while we were walking around a little bit about the soft skills. So you get some finance stuff in there. Is that, what's the finance part? Uh, it's, it's short. And, and I'll make it simple for you. Is, uh, um, spend less money than you make. And uh, the extra that you have, have it work for you. I mean, th- those, are, those are really our skills. Um, that, 
that, there's some people that are in their 50s thinking, I wish, wish I would have learned that <laughs> in my 20s. Right, and, and that's really, I mean, financially, that it's simple. You know, we try to teach the simple things. Keep it simple, stupid. You know, it's, that's that, that kiss thing. But uh, really, you know, all crap runs downhill. You know, that's uh, welcome to plumbing. You know, uh, if, you, if you have electric in one spot and not another, there's a break in your electric. You know, real simple terms so they can just remember them over and over again. Okay. The uh, soft skills you guys um, talk about um, how to fill out a resume or do you have a resume yeah. helping so, with them? Or is, yeah. So we, we help place them afterwards. And so that a lot of where uh, people are really excited about our program is that they can. They can uh, uh, contractors and out there can come and recruit our students. They talk to us and then we help play a place in where we we go over a little bit of a resume um, writing. That's towards the end, right at the end. We um, we do that and then we're teaching a lot of people skills. You know what it's like to work with one another. You gave an example of uh, forcing the kids to or students to be in a close proximity and uh, you got to learn to get along. That's right. Yes. Um, so that's real life exposure right there. And one of the things I noticed walking through the place, none of them had cell phones. Yeah, no cell phones are allowed. Pockets, no, none of them are allowed. In fact, uh, we have a we have a strike program, a safety violation, and and having a cell phone on a job is a one hundred percent safety violation. Um, you know, there's nothing worse than. than than not knowing your environment. So if we see one, that's a strike. And you get so many strikes, you're out of the program. And so, uh-huh. um, and, and it's actually really good for us to have a little detox for, uh, you know, four to five to eight hours a day. Um, and so, yeah, that's why you didn't see any. Could, could I say on that? Yeah, yeah. There's a few things I noticed walking around there. Um, but yeah, that's uh, a really good way to start off with. I mean, in the... Uh, home improvement world that I've been in we've built a lot of decks and the phone was a great resource for finding material sourcing things uh, apps for uh, span calculators there's yeah. definitely a lot of uses for phones but talking with your girlfriend and you know, playing on Instagram social media that's not one of them that's right and there is they're, they're, they're a phenomenal tool um, in the right place in the right time yes. and there, we don't really have any need for them in our school and so they can use them in the in the field when they get out, but they, they also understand how to control it a little bit better. And, and even myself, I have trouble controlling my my, my own phone. Yeah, it's hard. It's a great tool, and we get addicted to them. Yeah. But one of the things I also noticed are, since they didn't have phones, comparing it to some of the carpenters that I've had in the past, they always like to take pictures of their work. Mm-hmm. You guys give them a little picture portfolio when you're done. Yeah, so I hate to put you on the spot on that one. But. Yeah, so no, uh, so we actually uh, you got to meet Edgar. Edgar is um, yeah. he is uh, our our full time videographer that comes through, and so every day we post a, a YouTube video, and so our students get to see their progress. And the great thing about that is they also get to uh, not only the students get to see it, but uh, people who want to recruit our students to work for them, they can yeah. follow them. So we, we, again, don't allow them at any time in there, um, but we, we document it for them um, Love it. in a different way. Yeah, and probably the quality of what Edgar's doing is way better than their cell phone uh, techniques. Yeah, and, and, and in all honesty, we do allow um, every once in a while for them to get in and, and, and do it. Um, not as much in this class. This class is the last class. We've been more careful. We try to keep them focused a little bit better. Okay. The concept, kind of switching gears, Clay, the concept that you came up with here for uh, getting the students in, giving them uh, training, 
get them out. They're paying for their training by building the small homes there, tiny homes. Um, you started off at the beginning of this year? Uh, well, so I, I've been in business since 2005, um, originally. Um, but this concept, uh, I've owned Ideal, uh, it's, we, it, the, the parent company is Ideal Marketing. Okay. Um, but Ideal Institute was a spawn of, of continually trying to get it right. We used to do apprenticeship programs, internship programs, work programs, um, but we, we changed to um, this program in January. Took it to the next level. So that's, you've got a huge uh, square footage f- footprint, nice busy uh, street corner there. Yes. Uh, I came down and uh, a, a well-painted, very visible building, uh, tiny house right out front. If, if you don't see that, you're... Uh, you're in a 10-year in the future car where you don't have to be driving. Yeah, you shouldn't be driving <laughs> if you can't see yeah. us. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, I was, I, I was shut off the, the directions right there at the light. Um, sat out in the parking lot and watched some of the comings and going for a little while. Um, greeted by a couple of very nice young ladies. So the experience overall has been fantastic. Well, appreciate and, that. And I, and I think the what I've seen with the students and stuff is absolutely, uh, you're, you're changing the world right there. You, you call it moving mountains. So moving mountains. That's yeah. it, man. Uh, the uh, uh, progression, though, from getting it right now, starting the first of the year, you're going to go into uh, uh, new locations. Yeah, so we have, um, uh, we have uh, plans um, in the next, uh, by 2026, 512 locations throughout the United States. Um, which sounds crazy. I know that's a that's a gigantic number. Uh, it takes us from 13 students to 50,000 students across the nation. When I say that, I, people normally lose. I, I lose them. They're like, Clay, that's that's a feat that just can't be done. But when I tell you that right now we need one million construction workers to enter the trades today, we need two. We will need two million by 2020 by the end of 2023, um, and and that's across the nation. We have the largest retiring class of craftsmen the world has ever seen. Yep, all the baby boomers are just itching itching to get out. That's correct. And they hold the world's knowledge in this, and it hasn't been transferred. And so by 2026, if the multiplication still continues the way that it is, we we will be in dire needs. So when I tell you if it's still 2 million, which I believe it'll probably be double that or quadruple that, 50,000 students is not enough. And, and that's where we where it becomes difficult. But we will tr- we will most likely be in almost every state um, by 2026, um, trying to trying to help the the crisis that's on its way. Well, that's uh, pretty aggressive planning, um, but if you uh, stick to it, and there's a need out there, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, you'll hit your goal. So the world will be better off if you do. Um, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when the students graduate, you've got a pretty high uh, job placement? 100%. No, no, no. What is the job placement? Percentage? Well, yeah, so we, we placed 100% of our students. Every student got a job. Everyone that wanted one got a job. So we, we've got people in there that don't need a job. They're coming because they realize how difficult um, not knowing this is. So everyone that wanted a job got placed a job making over $50,000 a year. That's incredible numbers right there. And we graduated 100% of our students, too. Very good. So nobody got in three weeks, four weeks, and decided, you know what, this ain't for me. 
don't care about, about the student loans. Yes, nobody did that. And the reason is because the quit rate happens right when they finish their first build. And so people want to quit. That's tough. I mean, if you've been in the trades, you know how tough it is to do everything over and over and over again. But as you start getting closer, you start to get more confident and more exciting. And you're like, I cannot believe that I built this. And you start to feel really good about it. And then the next thing that happens is you finish. And you're like, well, shoot, I can do anything now. I can, yeah. I can finish this program. How fast can I do it? You know, that's can, exactly how, right. How can I do it better? You know, how can I make the the teacher and yet show up the other students? Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of different aspects that go into it. So, the first build, how long does that take a student to get through? So it it, it takes them longer than it should. Um, you know, a, 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 a master craftsman could build it in about thirteen to fourteen days. Um, two master craftsmen. It takes our students about 40 to 45 working days. Um, but that's still pretty impressive when you think of our students as uh, very little to no experience, um, that they can build that first one in, in 40 to 45 days. So they start off some orientation, safety training. Uh, by the end of the first week, they're swinging a hammer, building stuff. Yes. Um, the fr- starting with the framework. And they're ending a month later with final touches and paint on the building, and you guys are moving it out for uh, the public to purchase. That's correct. And uh, one of the interesting things is is that they have to build that first one with uh, with a hammer. So very few nail guns get used in that first uh, that first build. I love that. You know, I've uh, like I said, I've built a lot of decks at my company in the past, and I hate them to have nail guns. Right. You gotta, you gotta know I'm still how. Old skill. Yeah, you gotta know how to use a hammer. It's super important, you know. Um, and in fact, when we introduced the nail gun, some are like, "I like the hammer better," and just what you said. Yeah, it's a uh, old skill. It, it's the, the. I don't know about the the how the touch. It's in your hand. The control. The the ergonomics of it. It just brings you back to nature almost. Right. As soon as you can feel your arm after, you know, the students, they diet after the first couple of weeks. But they get uh, I'm sure, but, uh, I mean, it's just like you go camping for the first time and you build, you know, you build your own fire for the first time. Yep. You know, it's the same sense of accomplishment. A hundred percent. Exactly. Um, so you're putting out a lot of these tiny homes. You guys have multiple, uh, designs and, uh, modules, options for them. Yep. What do you guys do with them? So then we sell them. We sell them off to the public. We uh, we started taking orders uh, July 11th. So we, we actually didn't take any orders for the first class because we were so busy making sure we got the class uh, done. Um, but we uh, July 11th to now we've sold, uh, I don't know, about $6.2, $6.3 million worth of modules um, to get in the public's hands, which is great because that, that goes back into the school, makes it better. And that's how, that is how we will uh, continue to go nationwide. Awesome, yeah. One of the things I was noticing walking around, um, there's a stack of ladders there. Yeah. They all matched. They all looked in good shape. Yes. You know, not piecemeal together. Okay, we need a bigger ladder. We need a smaller ladder. Right. You know, as you guys have uh, learned what's needed, what's appropriate, and scaled it. Right. We, we try to teach our students if, um, if you're working too, in this day and age, if you're working too hard, you probably have the wrong tool. Um, you know, back in the day, you had to kind of make make do. But I mean, the, the tool companies have done such a great job at getting you the right tool in your hands. So we teach them have the right tool, 
and then it's not as hard. Awesome. So, you guys are scaling up to sell over six million dollars worth of those things already. All the money's going back into the school system. Right now, you're investing in your growth. The uh, kids are 100% graduation rate. These are all incredible stats, Clay. Um, super impressive. If anybody understands what you're doing right now, those numbers are great numbers. Yeah. Um, what What are some of the hurdles you're going to have uh, reaching your big goals coming up? Um, you know, supply chain's been fun. Um, you know, but that's a work problem. That's a workforce problem. The reason we have supply chain problems is because manufacturers don't have good labor. Um, the craftsmen. We're already seeing the the detriment of craftsmen. Um, not being in the work workforce, and so that's that's definitely one we uh, we we uh, a big company here in Tucson and uh, and throughout actually uh, quite a ways uh, Johnson Manley they're they're a huge um, a lumber supplier and uh, they just invested with us and and in getting helping with our supply chain and getting that going um, and a lot of it is just getting the word out you know and and, and getting the talk to, and hope you know we've been beating up craftsmen for fifty years. We've been we've been saying oh you, oh you you can't you can't make it to college you never do anything be a plumber yeah you know? so, settle for a blue collar job right go, go into the service that's been the um, the negative right connotation and, of being in the trades for a long time and so we're fighting society we're we're saying look I'm sorry uh, the most important person is is the framer and the electrician and, and the carpenter and the, and the plumber and the and, and all of these people. And that's part of the, 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 our biggest hurdle is, but the nice thing is, is that our market now recognizes that the people who built America with their hands are the vital people in America. You don't have plumbing in your house, it doesn't matter what's wrong with you. Um, you, you need that plumber. Absolutely. I mean, it, you can be the, the six-year degree doctor, done your intern for another four years, and you still need that plumber when the toilet clogs up. Right. The, 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 the plumbers save more lives than anybody else out there. Yeah. Uh, indoor, indoor plumbing uh, stopped, essentially stops infectious disease. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really working with a, a, a financial guy that put out some more financial stats. But what we're seeing already, if you're coming out of high school and move into a six-month program like yours, graduate debt-free, move into a job, capitalize on some simple uh, 401k or company retirement accounts, um, you, you can be better off in your 40s than somebody that did the four or five years of college. Well, I, that, I, that took in... 100%. Took in all that financial debt. Yeah. I, I can give you an easy statistic. You don't have to have any, uh, a financial guy tell you. The average person who goes to college is in debt till they're 40. That's the uh, that's the average debt range. So anybody who enters college, they're in debt till they're 40 on average. Um, and anybody who enters the trades in a program like mine, well, I can tell you a debt ratio, they don't have any debt. Um, and, and within six months, they're, they're making as much as a four-year degree. Um, and we're going to continue to see those those numbers um, go up and up and up um, because what, what the world is now realizing is that the technology is built on the people who know how to craft that with their hands. The buildings, the, the infrastructure, those are, those are craftsmen. The rest of the stuff doesn't work without us. Absolutely. So I've had an engineer on the, this show, and he's always looking for college degree engineers, but he found... The better ones 
other guys that have swung the hammer, dug the ditch, you know, got some experience underneath their belts before they decided what they wanted to do and go back to college to advance their career. Correct. So and we they, and we know that, yeah. Yeah, they do so much better uh, at the job when they have the basis for what they're doing underneath the belts. Yep. Awesome. Uh, great doing the tour with you earlier today, Clay. Um, you've got some fantastic information out here. Um, anything else you want to tell no, us about that, it? That's it. You know, take a look at uh, the Trades Podcast. Thanks for having us. And, uh, you know, um, we appreciate it. And, uh, you know, one of the, one of the things that uh, I will put out there is that uh, we are um, accepting investors. We have a small investor uh, pool. So if, if someone's listening to this or any of the other things that we have going, um, we are accepting a, a limited amount of investors to take us to the next level. And, and uh, in about two years um, after that, we will we will open uh, open that up even a uh, bigger pool. So I understand. So if there's any uh, students here in the Tucson area or somebody that's you know really liking what they're seeing and want to get a hold of you, yeah. So Tucson, uh, we'll, we'll be in. Uh, we're licensed already in Utah and Texas uh, and Florida. So by July of next year, if you're interested in our program. Uh, just pay attention. It'll it'll be in a in a city near you really quickly. What would you contact information you want to leave our listeners? Oh uh, yeah, you with? can go you can go to idealtrade.institute um, and, uh, and and look us up look us up there. Fantastic. Uh, really appreciate your time and uh, the tour I got today, Clay. It's uh, an awesome um, concept you've got going. Um, couldn't be more proud of a um, partner in the trades and uh industry that you created here thank yeah you. yeah thanks for thanks for coming jeff appreciate All it right.